It is Wednesday, December 21st, 2022. I'm James Briarton in Charlotte, a special live edition featuring Jared Smith in Charleston, Frank Strait in Columbia, Scotty Powell in Myrtle Beach. And joining us from WHNS, we have Chrissy Kohler. And from Charlotte, we have KJ Jacobs. We're going to be talking about a coastal low that is going to be moving through the area tomorrow, bringing periods of rain, maybe some thunder, and then what we are calling lovingly, wickedly cold temperatures we are talking about cold air that is if not record breaking this weekend in some places it's gonna feel like it it's gonna give those records a run for their money let's start from west to east in upstate south carolina and portions of western north carolina uh chrissy what are things looking like walk us through what your region can expect and then our listeners and our viewers in other areas of the Carolinas, stay tuned. We're going to go round robin here. So, Chrissy, you're up first. Yeah, James, I don't know about uh, lovingly when we're talking about these temperatures because <laughs> I think most of us Southerners are sitting here going, oh, we're not ready. We're not ready. Uh, but, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting couple of days in the upstate and the western North Carolina uh, because we've got – kind of a, a little two-pronged event here that really starts up tonight uh, where we've got the potential for some freezing rain mixing in uh, into sort of the Blue Ridge escarpment area there. So like central parts of the North Carolina mountains, we're talking about around Asheville uh, into Transylvania County, Buncombe County, Haywood counties, uh, even Yancey and Mitchell counties in the mountains of uh, Mitchell and uh, Rutherford counties is where we have the potential to really start to see some freezing rain mixing in through those overnight hours tonight and into the early hours of tomorrow. So uh, winter weather advisories posted overnight tonight uh, because of the potential for some icy roadways. And it's it's an issue for the morning commute, but it's also an issue for some people that may be getting a jump start on the holiday travel tomorrow because that does include parts of I-26 as well as I-40 in uh, North Carolina. Not all of those interstates, but uh, certainly portions of that. So it's definitely one of those things that if you can hold off on hitting the roadways until about mid-morning, I think you'll be a little better off uh, when that uh, potential for icy roadways kind of drops off. So that's tonight. And then we get a little bit of a lull tomorrow. And then things pick back up uh, Thursday night into Friday morning, where uh, the, the big question, I think, does that cold air come in fast enough? Enough to switch things over into a snow event in the mountains. Um, I was looking this morning with those early morning model runs that, hey, this this may be a mainly snow event into the mountains uh, for Thursday night into Friday morning. Um, at this point, still looks like fairly minimal uh, snow accumulations, uh, but we could be talking about uh, half an inch of uh, snow accumulations through portions of the mountains, uh, Asheville, Hendersonville, uh, out towards Bryson City. Of course, the higher in the elevation you go, closer to the North Carolina-Tennessee border, the potential is there that we could see maybe even up to around an inch of snow. Uh, and some of the models this morning showing some of that actually dropping down into like Oconee County, um, parts of northern parts of Pickens County in the upstate. So not completely out of the question. We could get a little bit of the light dusting into portions of the upstate. Most of the upstate, though, is one of those things where you walk outside and you just see a few of those flakes flying, uh, not likely to necessarily see much in the way of accumulation. And then, as you guys were just talking about, the cold. Oh, boy, the cold. Oh. Um, we were looking at some of those models this morning where 
we're likely on Friday going to see that setup where the midnight temperature ends up being our high temperature for the day on Friday. It uh, just doesn't look likely that we're going to warm up once we get uh, even into those daylight hours. So, uh, you know, based off of what I was looking at this morning, it could be 19 in Asheville at 6 a.m. and 33 in Greenville at 6 a.m. And then from there, it just continues to fall through the rest of the day. So, 19 when you wake up in Asheville and then you know it's just not going to get any warmer than that just feels ugh. and then uh Saturday mornings the big the big time frame that we're looking at the most dangerous of the cold coming in where temperatures are going to be down in the single digits on the North Carolina side for us um and then down into the 20s or the teens excuse me up into the upstate and then you factor in the wind and that makes it feel even more brutal so I do think that it's likely we're going to see those wind chill advisories issued uh for Saturday morning certainly possibility they add on uh, for Sunday morning as well, but it certainly looks like sun Saturday morning is going to be the most brutal of the cold weather for us uh, in the upstate and western North Carolina with all that. So, yeah, we're we're not. I don't think we're really looking forward to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess when I say lovingly, I mean sarcastically because this is not going to be fun <laughs> for anyone. And I just popped up the uh, mediagram generator because I just I think helps at least me visually when I'm trying to see those ups and down like a roller coaster. I mean, A, there's consistency in what yeah. a lot of the models are showing, but you can see just how far we're dropping down after that cold front comes through. This Ooh. is for GSP uh, in Greer. Uh, and you can just, I mean, it's it's a repeat story across the Carolinas as we'll show uh, across the board, right? But it's just yeah. like, we, you're going to wake up on Friday, maybe still have one more day of work as some of us do. But when you yeah. go to leave there, it is going to be brutal. Yeah. It's going to be worse in the afternoon when you step outside than it was in the morning. Uh, I'm a runner and I was actually joking with one of my colleagues that maybe I should just get up at midnight and go for a run because that's going to be the nicest part of the day. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. And, and let me ask you this and I'll unmute Scotty, uh, who up until recently lived in the foothills of North Carolina, you know, from where I sit in Charlotte, the idea of winter weather in the Western North Carolina mountains is obviously not a foreign idea. And to a certain degree, they're used to it. But I mean, yeah. even these temperatures, correct me if I'm wrong, are excessive or abnormal for them. Is that right? Oh, yes. oh yeah. I mean, Scotty, you want to talk about this since you you have actually lived there. I, I live on the South Carolina side of things where we're <laughs> a little bit warmer <laughs> yeah the last time that i can remember temperatures being this cold uh jared you'll have to remind me of the year that you guys had snow there in charleston i think it was 2018 2017 somewhere 18 yeah the beginning 18. of uh, 18 we had and it was about this year, this, actually yeah it was about this same time of the year that we had that big surge of arctic air moving where there were several days at or just below freezing. Uh, but it honestly, it is kind of a rarity even for our foothill. And even for, I would even say for the mountain locations, uh, we just don't get that cold. You know, you may get a few days where it's 18, 19 degrees, but you don't get the wind chills that are going to be in the negatives like that for, for a long amount of time. So it definitely is a kind of a shock to the system and where it's been a relatively warm fall into, into winter. Uh, you know, I know here recently it's kind of been cloudy and gloomy up there, but you know, it's going to be a big shock, shock as this is the first surge of cold Arctic air and it's, it's a big surge. So um, yeah, it, it, we're, I would say, I would say you're right, James. It, it's, it's very rare. It's, it's not very common that we get temperatures like this. 
I want to show people here the impact of this across the country. A look at this hour on Wednesday night at the current active bulletins from the National Weather Service across the country. Most states in some sort of form of winter weather advisory or wind chill advisory. I think that burnt orange is blizzard warnings of proportions mm. of the Midwest. I mean, so when we show you that future cast and we show you those temperatures surging into the Carolinas, they have to pass so much of the country even before they get here. And so this is going to be a big national story as we head into this weekend and, and come into that holiday weekend for so many folks who are, are so going to be celebrating Christmas, Hanukkah, um, Obviously, a very festive time of year. A lot of holiday travel going on as well. Uh, I know my own parents traveling back from Charlotte to New York ahead of this, knowing that they were going to be driving. And, oh, we did that one year driving. I'm everything out of the car in Virginia at a rest stop and just instantly freezing. Instantly freezing. Um, Jared, I think... Jared, I think it was you who posted in our internal chat. There was a tweet that was issued today. I think it was from Wyoming or something. When the front came came in, it was like was went from like forty three degrees to I think like seven <laughs> degrees in like a thirty minute span. I mean, it was just yeah. insane. Yeah, Bob Henson uh, uh, tweeted out. Yeah, Cheyenne, Wyoming just dropped from forty three degrees to eleven degrees Fahrenheit in nine minutes. After twenty one more minutes, they're down to three. <laughs> So there's no, your mediagram you. there. There's your there's your falling off the cliff. The only thing that's going up there is the relative humidity because the temperatures in the dew points are actually getting closer. But other than that, yeah, I mean that's. I'm glad it's not going to be that abrupt here because it, yeah. I mean there's going to be a lot of places dealing with flash freeze issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something similar happened at Denver too. It was mm-hmm. uh, 42 at 3:53, and then seven minutes later at 4 p.m. it was 18. <laughs> That's brutal. It's brutal. All right. Well, that is um, not encouraging, I suppose. Uh, we will talk more about these cold temperatures and even make our way to the east where some portions, of especially eastern North Carolina, might see a rumble of thunder associated with this uh, coastal system tomorrow. Uh, but let me bring in KJ Jacobs at WCNC in Charlotte. Um, KJ? Do you have any good news for me? Like, is it going to be any warmer here, comparatively speaking? Well, um, James, I, I hate to say it, but um, the short answer is uh, no. Um, unfortunately, it is not going to be warmer here. I mean, it is the first day of winter, so I'm just going to uh, fit somewhere in the middle. For those of you who like the cold weather and then those of you who aren't a fan of the cold weather, well, I think um, we're just going to have to put up with it for a little bit, at least through the weekend. So we'll start with um, this particular graphic here. I know a lot of folks wanted to see a white Christmas here in the Charlotte area. Um, not going to happen for us. However, there is that chance for some mixing uh, to occur. You can see it there shaded in the pink. Um, that does include the mountain area, some of the higher elevations. So that's that potential for tonight. Um, by and large, most of us are going to be above freezing. It's just going to be a cold, yucky rain overnight uh, into the first part of our day tomorrow. But um, in terms of the mix overnight in the mountains, because temperatures will be freezing at the surface, we could have a glaze and um, we could have some messy conditions early on. Um, and part of that is because of we that temperature profile at the surface with temperatures at 32. So we could have some icing out there, not a lot, but it's something to be mindful of. Um, 
Guys, I'll take you through the current temperatures now for at least the area. Uh, 38 in Charlotte now, and it's uh, drizzling out there. It's one of those um, type of nights that it's not heavy rain, but it's cold, and you have just a light shower, so it just makes it that much more miserable. Uh, 32 now in the mountains um, in Boone, for instance, at 32 Jefferson as well. Um, but this is radar. So uh, right now at 924, um, Wednesday night, see the rain isn't heavy, but if you couple that with um, the cold air in place, uh, it's not a pleasant night to be out. Um, yeah, it's definitely hard to stay dry, but we talked about the coastal system. Um, this is the rain that's coming from it, coming towards us now for tonight. It'll fill in overnight and becoming more widespread for tomorrow morning. Also, too, it could be heavy at times. Um, in terms of any thunder, I do think that's just going to be about a rumble um, for us, if anything. Um, by and large, I think the biggest situation is going to be what we get in the mountains in terms of wintry precipitation. So we'll keep an eye out for that. Um, James, you mentioned the map across the country. Um, so this is another look at that. You know, someone asked me today on the newscast, um, I think it was Vanessa on the show, talked about how will the storm impact travel? Well, it doesn't have to be our airport, you know, people traveling all over the country. And if they have delays, say Chicago or anywhere else, um, where they have the winter storm warnings, then that can certainly have an effect on travel locally and then other parts of the country. And then that's a ripple effect. Um, but here at home, we just have a winter weather advisory in effect for our mountain areas for tonight through tomorrow afternoon until 1 p.m. So that's our small, <clears throat> excuse me, window for any winter precipitation in terms of snowfall with it. Uh, not a lot, uh, but we will have this system coming through overnight, pushing out. That's the low pressure system you see there. Then a cold front comes in. This is part two um, that we'll see moving in for Friday morning. And this one is a two part because it doesn't have a lot of rain with it, but it will give a, another brief window for snow in the mountains. But once it clears out, this is going to um, drop those temperatures. This is that Arctic front we've been talking about for several days now. Well, it's finally going to come in, but the temperatures are going to hang around um, throughout the holiday weekend. So we have a breakdown of the temperatures, guys, if we, as we have it here. Um, so right now we have 7 a.m. on Friday morning in terms of the wind chills. That's your exposed skin um, to the cold air. 23 is that feels like temperature in Charlotte. Minus 14 in Boone. Um, I felt minus 14 before. I think it was minus 15. I started my career in West Virginia and um, I was out reporting in negative wind chills and it just felt like my skin was like peeling off my face. Um, you can barely look in the direction of the wind. Um, that's just how powerful it is. So I encourage anyone um, out in these conditions to A, not spend a lot of time in the cold air, um, and also um, B, make sure you have those layers on, make sure you bundle up, and um, just so you can kind of limit your um, exposure to the cold and stay safe. In terms of Friday afternoon, 
we talked about the temperatures being the warmest the first part of the day. And then by the afternoon, it's going to get much colder. Um, that's going to be the case, too, for the Charlotte area. Um, by 4 p.m. Friday, uh, we'll dry out, but it's going to be minus 18 as a wind chill. Um, temperatures, um, wind chills in Charlotte at 10 degrees, 14 in Monroe, surrounding areas um, east of us. Um, it's going to feel more like 21 degrees. So the story continues. Single digit wind chills by Saturday morning. Um, we're at zero degrees as a wind chill. So yeah, that's very cold. It can go either side of there. Um, earlier today, we were one above zero. Um, but the latest update shows that we'll be right at zero for wind chill. Minus 27 for Boone. So it just shows you that the data now is trending colder as we head closer towards the holiday weekend. So we'll see if that trend continues. Um, the Christmas forecast, the Christmas Eve afternoon, this is not the low temperature. Um, 32 is that temperature for Christmas Eve afternoon. The night before Christmas, um, I think all of us want to sort of cozy up and have some hot chocolate and be with family, perhaps watch the Polar Express or something. Um, this is that night to do it. It's going to be um, as cold as 16 degrees, not the wind chill, but the actual air temperature for Christmas Eve and then Christmas Day afternoon, the high is going to be 37 degrees. So that's just about five degrees above the freezing mark. And one last um, image to show you guys. If you think um, this Christmas is one of the coldest, then you're right. Uh, the coldest uh, Christmas is on record. 1983, we had a high of 22 degrees and a low of four degrees. Yeah, I think even this year, um, like previous years, 1969, a high of 34, for instance, and a low of 31. 31 doesn't seem so bad considering what we're up against um, this coming weekend. So I just say anybody who um, got plans, Christmas plans, like so many of you, do something inside. Um, get creative with the kids and um, hopefully Santa will bring them something fun to play indoors. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about in a little bit, uh, KJ, some, I would say, safety measures, too, for when you're indoors, because as we bring the rest of the panel back on in, you know, heating is going to be something that is crucial over the course of the next few days, but also potentially dangerous. And so uh, we'll have some good safety tips for that coming up. Um, KJ, do you have a do you have a favorite indoor activity that, that keeps you warm? <laughs> is it, is it um, hot chocolate? That's what I like. What was that? Hot chocolate? Hot chocolate, maybe with a little Bailey's or something. Yeah. I mean, baking cookies. Um, Ooh, yeah. You know, there's a little science in that. There's some chemistry into getting creative and baking some Christmas cookies, watching some movies, um, you know, just doing something. You know, we'll find a science experiment or something. Perhaps we can post and they can do it at home. Yes, that would be that would be good. Um KJ, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit, but I'm going to ask you to recite your a little bit of the Weather IQ package. I know you did for WCNC probably a week or so ago, but you went into the science of how the cold air makes your nose run, uh, which I think is something that people are already experiencing, whether they're sick or not. And with these cold temperatures ahead, can, can you in 30 seconds give us the Reader's Digest version of why why our bodies make our nose run when we encounter cold temperatures? Yeah. So basically, you know, if you inhale the cold air, your nose essentially acts as a humidifier. So it basically is going to 
uh, warm the air and also make it, um, I guess, make your make it moist. Therefore, you know, dry, cold air is only going to irritate the skin. So your nose is going to sort of uh, respond um, just so it can filter it before, you know, the air reaches your lungs. I think a lot of so people as a result, it does produce excess mucus and therefore you have a nose rot. Yeah, I think. I think if I owned a tissue company right now, I'd be making lots of money. Uh, we are at the bottom of the hour now. We will be uh, taking a look at some other regions here across the Carolinas, as well as an in-depth look at some of those severe weather threats. Uh, KJ, thank you for coming on. Uh, I know we've featured you before here on the Carolina Weather Group, but I think this is the first time we had you on live with us in real time. So we appreciate it. Happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you very much, KJ Jacobs from WCNC. Chrissy Kohler before him from WHNS holding down Greenville, Spartanburg, Asheville in that large uh, television market. As always, uh, you guys are welcome to stick around or if you got to run, we uh, we understand that as well, too. Uh, we want to show you some of the other regions that will be impacted uh First, let's talk about some of the uh, cold air that will be coming into the Greensboro area. And uh, you can see here, again, giving you an outline of when this transition period is going to happen. As you look at Friday, and Chrissy mentioned this, some of the highest temperatures for so many of us on Friday will come in the morning hours. So it'll be a high temperature in Greensboro on Friday of 43 degrees but it's happening at four o'clock in the morning. So when you see that high temperature, don't think afternoon, because by the time we get to the afternoon, we're slipping and sliding down into the teens as we go on through those overnight periods into the wicked hours and into Saturday morning. Another thing we haven't touched on yet, and you can see it here in this blue line, if you're watching with us tonight on Facebook and YouTube, if not, if you're on the audio, I'll walk you through it. But as the temperatures go down, the winds come up as a part of that gradient, as a part of that transition period. So sustained winds, 25 miles an hour expected in Greensboro on Friday, gusting up to 45 or 50 miles an hour. That's like tropical storm force wind gusts in Greensboro. It's a similar story as we make our way here into the Raleigh area, right? Maybe just move everything out like an hour or two as the system will be pushing in from west to east. But you can see we'll be in the mid 40s in those early morning hours, slipping down to near 20 into the upper teens by Saturday morning. Same thing with the winds gusting up to 45 sustained at 25 miles an hour and you can also see if you were looking at this purple line it shows us the wind direction and as that cold front comes through you can see it shifting directions similar story in wilmington don't want to leave you out tonight but you can see you're going to start the day off maybe above 50 there along the north carolina coast dropping down to near 20 gusty winds uh as well for you matter of fact just so i have this at the uh, same time period as what we were looking at a moment ago let me just back this up a little bit because i was realizing visually was off a little bit almost 60 degrees uh in wilmington on friday morning in those upper 50s gusty winds uh will be coming on through and you know the the red line if you're watching with us tonight those are the those are the air temperature but the the actual real feel the wind chill is that blue line 10 degrees in wilmington guys i mean those are just incredible incredible numbers that are going to be pushing on through uh we're also going to be watching for uh that severe weather threat that will move through portions of the area associated with a coastal low on thursday if you're live with us it's tomorrow if you're listening to the audio podcast while driving to work on thursday morning then congrats it's today it's happening now let's bring in scotty powell he's holding down the fort for us in myrtle beach myrtle beach where things were supposed to be warm compared to his old home in Morganton, but 
Nope, you're going to get it just like everybody else, and you're going to like it, Scotty. Uh, tell us about <laughs> those coastal lows starting on Thursday before we get to those cold temperatures. Yeah, we have a roller coaster going here, and Jared will experience the same thing. So tonight, basically, uh, we have already reached our low temperature. Our temperatures are actually going to be rising uh, throughout the night. So right now it's um, – it is 45 degrees. So by the time uh, everyone wakes up tomorrow morning, seven, six, seven, eight o'clock, whatever time that may be, we're going to be into the 50s, maybe even near 60 degrees. And uh, that's going to kick off some heavy rain, possible uh, rumble of thunder. But I think the severe weather threat is further is going to be further north into uh, into eastern North Carolina. But it still can't rule that out. As you can see, here's the future cast. There's still a few cells right off the coast that uh, that will need to be monitored here in the Grand Strand. Uh, but uh, after that, it, we could actually see some breaks in the cloud tomorrow afternoon. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we do see a few breaks in the clouds that we could see uh, temperatures maybe touch 70. Uh, we're going to have a southwest wind blowing in. So that's kind of like a blowtorch wind uh, ahead of the cold front. And then the cold front moves through early uh, Friday morning. Uh, temperatures at 6 a.m. I was uh, trying to remember off the top of my head. I think at 6 a.m. I was looking at the models right before I left tonight. 6 a.m. I think it was like 58 to 60 degrees. Um by 10 a.m., the temperatures were like in the low 40s, upper 30s. And then by 5 p.m., temperatures were below freezing. And so that's just how quickly this is moving in. Uh, James, you brought up a good point. Not only are we going to see cold air, but uh, one thing that I don't think is I, I don't think is being talked about as much as the cold air is the wind factor. Um some of the models are showing wind gusts of 40 to 50 miles per hour, especially here along the coast. And, uh, you know, not to compare it to a tropical storm, but those are tropical storm force winds that right. uh, that can, you know, blow some trees down and, and can cause some some damage. So I wouldn't be surprised at all to see some power outages um, throughout the area, especially with some heavy rainfall that we've had today, last night, today, and then tonight into tomorrow. So some saturated soils. Uh, with 40 to 50 mile per hour wind gusts could definitely do that. Um, so it, it's kind of a, a caveat of, of the cold air, but also the wind. And then um, I know I emailed you some pictures, James. So maybe before. Oh man, I'm um, on the spot. Yeah, maybe what's your, before. What's we, your name again? Yeah, who is that? Uh, but uh, it's kind of a temperature wind chill comparison for Christmas Eve morning and Christmas Day. Uh, Christmas Eve for Lumberton, Laurenburg, Florence is like eight to nine degrees. Uh, that's the wind chill. Te actual temperatures in the uh, the upper teens. Myrtle Beach, wind chills 12, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Here they come. Here they come. I found okay, them. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah there they are. emailing me now from your work email. <laughs> are yes, you? that's right. Yeah. Yeah, so here, here's what I, I posted today. This is your Christmas forecast. Uh, Christmas Day, a little bit warmer than Christmas Eve. Maybe we can go back one to Christmas Eve. There we go. Uh, there you can see Saturday morning, our temperatures are going to be, uh, wind chills are going to be in the single digits for places like Florence, Lumberton, Laurenburg, and actual high temperatures barely make it to freezing. Um, so, you know, we could go over 24 hour period of time of, of having temperatures below freezing, which um, could cause some, some uh, disruptions in your house, like plumbing and uh, mm -hmm. things like that where we could see some pipes burst some of your water spigots or water hoses break because there's still water left in them because everything just freezes so quickly so you know uh, cold, I, gotta, I gotta say go one ahead. thing on that real fast so the uh, the company that owns wcnc tegna has a national verify team and they did a story this week about yes 
letting your faucet drip will help prevent your pipes from bursting. And it actually taught me something because as a stubborn Yankee, I always insisted that that was a Southern myth. Growing up in New York, I never, ever left the faucet on. I don't know if I was just ignorant. I don't know if it's a construction materials difference. But apparently, if you actually ask the sources, as this story does and transparently outlines, yes, it does, in fact, help prevent your pipes from bursting if they are moving that water through. So, yeah, and, and one thing we've I been stressing it. here, also open in your cabinets because mm, that yep. allows the warmer air to come in and, and keep those pipes just a little bit warmer. Any little bit of heat helps, especially if you're not going to be at home. If you're traveling for the holidays, you know, you don't want to come back home and your kitchen's flooded and, and all of that mess. Yeah. That's something you don't want to deal with. So, yeah, we got big time cold weather coming in uh, and, and the wind aspect as well. That's uh that's concerning. And Jared, you probably are up to this because I think it was issued after I left work. I believe there's a coastal flood advisory also that's been issued because of the wind tonight and high tide and all of that. So there's a lot going on here. Well, we'll keep it moving. Let's go on down to Charleston, Jared. What's the situation yeah. there? I mean, I mean, Scotty, I think it was a it was a beautiful segue. This is not getting a lot of play. Uh, I mean, the, the cold is getting the headlines and, you know, and, and rightfully so. But I mean, the coastal flood threat is fairly significant uh, in the Charleston metro tomorrow. I mean, we could see moderate to potentially major flooding. We've had northeast winds for a couple of days that piles up the water very efficiently um, with the with the wedge that's been in place. And um, a 630-ish high tide around then probably will uh, peak a little bit later because typically when we get into these coastal flood events, they uh, peak a little bit later than the predicted tide. But could see 7.7, 7.9 feet somewhere in there. Uh, maybe the eight feet that would be our 70th coastal flood event of the year. Very likely going to happen tomorrow morning, second to the 89 that we had in 2019. So I suppose, yay, it's not that bad, but it's still pretty bad. Um, but the big concern that I have, um, you know, for the Charleston area tomorrow morning is that we're going to have that low coming up the coast and we're going to have, you know, pretty good moisture transport on top of that and we could have a few thunderstorms of our own to deal with uh, let me go to the let me uh put myself uh in the corner here uh, <clears throat> next to the model and uh yeah the arm is gonna i'm gonna kind of get in the way there a little bit usually when i'm in this mode i've got the uh, the lav in but hey so it goes but you can see um this is the high res rapid refresh uh for tomorrow morning and this is right at you know 10z that's uh you know, 5 a.m uh, 6 a.m., 7 a.m., uh, 7 a.m. We, we we have a few heavy downpours coming through, and and again, it's not going to be it's not going to necessarily be a uh, a situation where we have this huge widespread rain. Certainly not like we have in the summers, but the atmosphere is is ready. It's it's going to be pretty well juiced. Uh, 1.2, 1.3 precipitable water. So does um, so that's how much water you would wring out if if the atmospheric column was a was a was like a sponge or a towel and you were wringing it out you'd get 1.3 inches of uh, of water there and so we could see a quick half inch of rain and that on top of a 7.9 foot tide that that causes issues uh so that's certainly something that we're going to be watching very closely for tomorrow and again i think that severe weather threat that we've been kind of teasing a little bit uh for uh, eastern north carolina i think it stays up there i don't think that we get into that but we could still hear some rumbles of thunder here too uh, some pretty decent elevated instability showing up on the models. So uh, that's going to be certainly something that we're, you know, we're going to watch very closely here. Um, 
And then, you know, and, th and then we're going to get the same cold. We're going to get cold all the way to the coast, guys. We're going to get it, um, you know, we're going to get it well into uh, well into the shelf waters uh, out here. And this uh, and usually when we have these kinds of cold outbreaks, it's not real. It, we usually say inland from the immediate coast, usually the immediate coast and to get away, from, get, get away with it, might get a little frosty, but you're going to generally get away with it this time. Not so much. We're going to see those 20s you know, just plunge all the way in, um, all the way to the coast, uh, during the day, Friday and into Saturday night or Friday night, rather into Saturday morning. Uh, and, and, and something that's interesting here is that when you get this kind of freezing weather to the coast, you have a lot of houses on stilts. Hmm. And so that, oh. the piping it's bridge, like ice br is, it's like the bridges, right? Like right. The bridges. So, I'm urging folks who live on the coast, you, you know, protect your homes tonight, tonight, tomorrow. I mean, especially if you're again, especially if you're leaving, uh, that's going to be, you know, that's going to be a challenge. Keep the, uh, you know, keep a faucet going. You know, it's yeah. not a Southern myth. It's Apparently science. Not. Um, well, speaking of the science, let me explain the bridge thing. Cause we referenced it, but we didn't really. Yeah. Explain it, right? It's because bridges, as you'll see, on the road signs, ice before roadways. And it's because in addition to having the air, cold air from the top, they're also getting the cold air from the bottom. And that's an extra source of cold air. So it accelerates the freezing of water um, that might happen on the roadway, on the bridge, or in this case, houses on stilts. I've learned another thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that actually, you know, it was kind of, you know, and, and I'll credit, you know, I'll, I'll credit one of my Instagram followers on that one. Uh, you know, she was like, oh my goodness, all the houses that are up. And it's like, yeah, you're right. That's not something that we have to think about very often. So certainly, um, uh, certainly something that we're going to all need to pay attention to bring in your, you know, bring in your pets. If you don't, I'm going to come to your house and sing Sarah McLaughlin and you're not going to like it. That's just not, you know, that that's, that's no good. You got to bring in your pets, got to bring in the sensitive plants, um, you know, check on your elderly neighbors, make sure that you've got a warm place to go. There have been warming shelters. I retweeted it earlier on, um, at CHSWX, mm. Charleston weather, uh, we'll, we'll send it out to on Carolina weather group, but we have, there's gonna be four warming shelters opened, uh, throughout the holiday weekend. They're going to be there, um, in case, you know, in case, you know, you, you or somebody, you know, needs somewhere to go. Um, so we, we want to make sure that folks are, you know, prepared for this we haven't seen cold like this in a couple of years um in fact christmas eve i think you know something remarkable too you know christmas eve on saturday the weather service forecast high for the airport is 35 the record low maximum for christmas eve is 33 set in 1989 and keep in mind in 1989 we had eight inches of snow on the ground there's no snow this time. So give you a general idea just how potent this air mass is. So again, this is some pretty, you know, this is pretty serious cold. <laughs> we all, we all want white Christmas or a lot, at least a lot of us do. Yeah. But we're getting, this is almost worse than cold. Okay. Because when we get snow, we know it's going to be cold. That's the price you pay to get snow. We're just getting the cold. Mm -hmm. No one wants that. Yeah. I mean, you got the cold chasing the moisture. The moisture is 12, 18 hours ahead of the cold. Yeah. And, and, and it's just, you know, we, you need a coastal storm really in, in, in our neck of the woods. Anyway, you really need a coastal storm in order to get any meaningful uh, accumulation, you need a coastal storm and a wedge. And unfortunately a wedge often means freezing rain. So uh, yeah, it's hard to win guys. It's hard to win here.
cross wedge off my Carolina weather group bingo for tonight. Uh-huh. There we go. Uh, we've retweeted your information about the warming shelters in North Charleston. Uh, they'll have some here in Charlotte as well. So depending on where you're watching or listening from, if that is something you need, uh, then I would recommend you get in touch with your city. If they have like a three, one, one number, you could always call and get that information as they do here in Charlotte and check on your neighbors. Check on your neighbors. Make sure they're good, especially if the power goes out. You never know who might be relying on electric heat. We're going to talk about heat safety. We're going to talk about cell phone safety. But first, we have to go to Columbia. Last but not least, Frank Strait. Uh, Frank, during the summer, Columbia is a hot spot because of its terrain. Do you guys get any sort of like positive upswing because of that now in the winter where you get like an extra degree? Well, sometimes, yes. If the sun's out during the day, yeah, maybe. But uh, the problem is here in the Midlands of South Carolina, our soils are sandy like they are at the coast. There's a reason they call this area the Sand Hills. Uh, And that extends, of course, toward Augusta, Georgia, northeast into uh, uh, parts of North Carolina, too. Uh, But uh, because we have these sandy soils here, uh, especially the outlying areas, not so much in town, but especially the outlying areas, it gets uh, cold pretty easily at night, especially when it's a clear and calm night. Uh, you'll notice it seems to get uh, pretty cold at the Columbia Airport because it's in one of those outlying areas. Hmm. Uh, for example, we were down to 24 a couple nights ago. So uh, when we get these clear, calm nights, it, it does get really cold in those outlying areas, uh, sometimes uh, j- just as cold as you might get in the upstate or or uh, even up in the North Carolina sometimes. So uh, we, we do get the cold at night uh, under the right conditions. But uh, on the other hand, those sandy soils don't hold moisture very well. So when the sun's out, uh, on a uh, relatively warm day, then yeah, it gets a little bit warmer here than everybody else. So anything, Frank, for your neck of the woods that differs greatly from anything we've touched on so far, which of course at this point means chance of rain on Thursday, potentially heavy at times, and then wicked cold Friday and Saturday. Uh, not a whole lot. Uh, you know, the upstate gets the worst of the cold, and that's been discussed. Uh, yeah. we, we don't have any any of these coastal issues uh, like like flooding here, although uh, it's worth mentioning that uh, there will potentially be some minor flooding up into uh, Scotty's neck of the woods there along the Grand Strand. Uh, so that's something to think about, a uh, potential minor flood issue. And of course, if you, if you get a downpour uh, when uh, when the tide is high, even up at, in the Myrtle Beach area, you can uh, exacerbate the coastal flooding issues there. So that's something to think about. But uh, uh, that area is not as vulnerable as Charleston. Charleston's the most vulnerable area we have in the state, coastal flooding. So uh, that, that's going to be the main area of concern, especially, as uh, Jared said, is if we get a, a pretty good downpour that lasts a half hour or so from a thunderstorm right at high tide, uh, that, that's when things can get really bad down there in Charleston. Uh, here's the brain, Frank. Take a look at this real fast. This is the WeatherStem camera in Greenville, South Carolina. It's north of the metro area, kind of up uh, on the upslope. You can actually see the city lights at the bottom of the screen. And I think it is just right there in the clouds tonight. And you can actually see the rain hitting the camera lens. Right. Uh, so I just thought that was you were talking about the getting the rain at the right time and the reduced visibilities to come with it. This popped up on the monitor and I thought, right, uh, there's your visual. Right, and it's really a horrible night to be out. I was actually out uh, a little while ago trying to uh, trying to, to rescue some cats uh, with uh, a friend of mine uh, that uh, you might be hearing hearing and seeing more of. That in sounds the like a Patreon extra bonus <laughs> explanation. Maybe, yeah. maybe. Except I, I buy dinners for this particular friend every now and then. Mm. But um, 
the, uh, the thing that's going on up in Greenville, it's like that almost all over South Carolina right now. It's, you know, pouring, it seems like it's pouring rain. It's a, a, uh, kind of a, a, a mist, a thick mist out there right now. And Columbia is the same deal. Uh, it's 40 in, in Greenville right now with that happening. It's, uh, it's 40 here in Columbia, uh, as well. And it's just like that here, uh, up in Rock Hill, it's similar, uh, toward the beach. It's kind of similar too. Uh, so uh, you get the idea that yeah. uh, that it's uh, uh, kind of wet out there and, and everywhere. I mean, it's just a lousy night to have to be out and, and driving. And and things don't really get any better for the next couple of days. Uh, you know, we're we'll dealing with some more rain tomorrow. And uh, as you mentioned, uh, along the coast, some thunderstorms. Uh, I guess it wouldn't shock me if the severe weather threat extended uh, as far south and west as Myrtle Beach. But uh, that's about probably about as far as it could go. And that's that's not the area outlook by SPC. But uh, you're, you're kind of close and it looks like it gets fairly unstable there for a time tomorrow as the warm front's lifting northward. But, uh, when, once you get through that, uh, then we're, we got our eyes on the, the, the front, the cold front coming in from the West, uh, on, uh, Friday and, uh, just like it's happening out West, uh, when the cold front moves through, I mean, the weather's just turning around on, on a dime. You were talking about how, how suddenly it turned around in, in Cheyenne and Denver, uh, kind of off uh, before we started recording here, and uh, that that uh, it may not be quite as extreme. Like for example, Denver going from 42 to 18 in seven minutes. So we won't quite do that, but uh, it might drop uh, 15 to 20 degrees in an hour uh, as the front moves through across uh, all of South Carolina, North Carolina, same deal too. And then temperature just drop during the day. It looks as though the front gets through the upstate during the pre-dawn hours and into the morning uh, around. Uh, the Midlands here and then uh, along the coastal areas, it's uh, early afternoon, uh, midday, early afternoon hours. But uh, you, you do have to be you have to keep that in mind if the front isn't doesn't get to you first thing in the morning on Friday. And if you have plans to go out, you don't if, if it's, you know, 55, 58 degrees along the coast and first thing in the morning and you go out uh, and you're out most of the day, by the time you get home, it could be 35. So you, you don't want to go out wearing short pants and short sleeves. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that would be awful. Dress right. for the weather that's coming. Exactly. Not the weather you have. What's coming at you rather than what's happening right now in, in these situations. And uh, we talked about the wind too. It looks like the wind's just going to scream as the front's moving through. It looks like the strongest winds are, are along and just behind the front for an hour or so. Uh, that's I think that's when you have the potential to get those 50 mile an hour winds. It's like just, just suddenly blast you. Uh, you you get this makes... blast of cold. Uh, come at you and the winds die down you know a little bit uh, once the front's an hour after the front's an hour past you but it's still blowing it'll still be gusting to, to maybe 35 or 40 miles an hour so uh, those those wind chills are going to be rough uh, Friday afternoon and evening uh, around yeah. well both Carolinas really but uh, you'll definitely feel here in South Carolina we talked about uh, pipe concerns that uh, you know, that's going to be a problem all, all across the state uh, especially in some of these areas uh, along the coastal plain and here in the Midlands and central Savannah river area where uh, folks just don't have to deal with the cold that often. So you just don't really think about it all that often, but uh, when it's down to 15 degrees Saturday morning, you'll be thinking about it then if you haven't by that point, because your pipes will freeze. Um, so, I mean, right. You can do something about it. Now you can insulate those pipes. You can, uh, you know, kind of shore up the underpinning of your trailer or whatever to, to help provide, whatever cover you can uh, you know, wrap those pipes. If you live along those coastal areas and your house is on stilts. Uh, and then of course, you know, leave the faucet dripping. You'll have to do that for three, for like three days, I think, <laughs> because it's going to get cold and stay cold. But 
uh, you know what? And I, as I'm listening, I, I think in in summary, we're all in this together <laughs> because <laughs> no matter where you are in the Carolinas, Friday and Saturday is going to be brutal. It's Absolutely. not just isolated. Yes, it's going to be worse in the mountains than the coast, but I think we're all going to. If you're if you if you're like me and you have to leave work on Friday because you still have to go to work on Christmas Christmas Eve, as Jared said, dress for the weather. That's that's to come. Right. Uh, before we go, since we want since wanna... you brought that up, James. Let's yeah. uh, let's raise a glass to our uh, uh, National Weather Service meteorologists, emergency managers, Absolutely. police, and so forth who will be working uh, on the holiday for us and uh, keeping an eye out for us. Let's uh, let's give them a pat on the back Amen. here. Absolutely. Absolutely. As, as we all get to, uh, so many of us hopefully have a chance to enjoy the holiday. Others will be continuing to serve us in their, in their various roles. Um, one of those folks is Duke energy who, uh, sent out a uh, reminder to everyone earlier today about the things that they will be doing, uh, in their not only centralized logistics, but also the men and women who are out on the streets in the cold. So they're asking us to remind you some of the things that you can do to help keep your power on and to help them help you create an emergency supply kit. You may need that for heating. You may need that for food. You may need that if your electricity goes out. Portable radio or TV, no weather radio, to get those analog updates anytime, especially if the cellular network or something were to go down. Charge those cell phones, computers, and other electronics devices now. We'll get over to Scotty Powell in a moment for more tips on electronics. After the storm, stay away from any power lines that may have fallen. Be sure to promptly report those as quickly as you can. If a power line falls across a car that you are in, stay in that car uh, because that will help protect you from the electricity. We're hoping that most of you will just be bundled up at home. You can reach Duke Energy to report outages uh, at the uh, number there, 1-800-343-3525 or duke-energy.com. If you're operating a generator, always operate a generator in a safe place. That means away from flammables, uh, other things that may catch fire. Don't leave it unsupervised and make sure that you have um, fresh air want to avoid any sort of carbon monoxide poisoning situation by running that generator outside where we'll get some fresh air and then running that, that cord back inside to you. Uh, Scotty Powell, they talked about keeping your cell phone charged uh, because not only will that help keep you informed, maybe keep you and your kids entertained and sane, but also the cold air is going to zap that battery like you've never seen it zapped before. So uh, some tips today, I think from AT&T that you have for us. Oh, I got to unmute him. Did I mute him? Yes, I did. That was on me, not him. I I didn't do it this time. I'm glad it wasn't me. Uh, yeah, you know, I was scrolling through emails and uh, this email popped up about um, keeping your cell phone up uh, and going during the cold weather. And I don't know if you've ever noticed it, but being up in the mountains, uh, you know, before I moved here to the beach, if you're out in the snow or whatever, you want to take video, you may notice your battery gets zapped pretty quickly uh -huh. from the cold air. And so uh, here's a few tips on how to keep that battery up and charged. I know with it being Christmas weekend and, and probably a lot of uh, families outside playing on new bicycles or trampolines and wanting to take videos and pictures, uh, this is a great reminder that uh, you want to limit the direct exposure. Uh, cold temperatures can drain your battery and your touch screen, make your touch screen uh, um, not responsive. So uh, 
you know, if you can, it's best to shut down the battery or the phone as you head outside so you can keep that battery up. Uh, turn your phone off when coming out uh, from the cold because that condensation can get into your screen and make it uh, do some funky things, and, and you don't want that. Uh, if you are That was funky. Outside, the word he said funky. was funky for the record. <laughs> funky. <laughs> Thank you. I just like uptown that. funk. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yes. Funky. <laughs> um, <laughs> Gonna, I mean, I'm the other one to... still works if you think about it. But... <laughs> That's true. Uh, use, back, take a second lesson. Use AirPods and, and a headset. Uh, that keeps your phone in your pocket, keeps it warm. And then uh, just turn it on battery saving mode. That will also help conserve your battery if you're out and about this um, this weekend. So be mindful of those. Those are some good tips to have. You don't want to see your kid on a bicycle and then you go to record a video and the battery runs out. So. Um, that's uh, that's a good thing. And uh, just got a few reports here, James, that um, a little wintry mix going on along Interstate 40 right now with some sleet and snow uh, mixed in with some rain. So uh, they're keep in North Carolina. So, yeah, keep an eye on that as uh, winter weather advisories are posted up in that area. So. One yeah, little follow-up to that, uh, Scotty, Scotty, where you were talking about uh, how the cold uh, drains your batteries. Uh, one of the things that uh, you have to think about if you are uh, if you own an electric car, the same things mm. apply. Uh, yeah, I see a fair number of of Teslas and Nissan Leafs and and the like uh, going around uh, the middle of South Carolina here. Keep in mind that if you're planning a, a long trip and you think you have a 200 mile range. Uh, with your uh, battery that uh, you take it out in uh, with temperatures in the 20s, you're not going to get that kind of range. You're, you're going to lose uh, maybe 30 or 40 miles off of that range because your battery's cold and uh, doesn't provide as much power when it's cold. That's so true. Also, tire pressures this weekend. You'll oh, definitely yep. see some low tires. Yep, that um, uh, tire indicator oof. light will be coming on for a lot of people. If your car battery is weak, you'll figure that out this weekend as mm -hmm. well. So. <laughs> yeah, another thing to get checked. Oh, and if you, I've been mentioning this in my weather alerts that I put out for, for DNR, the uh, your antifreeze, it's cold enough that that could be a concern too. If you have a newer car, no worries, because it comes out of the factory good to something like 30, 25, 30 below. So, so you're good if you have a newer car and there's no leak or anything. But if you have an older car, it's five or six years old, you never had to mess with the cooling system or... If it's leaky and you've had to add and you've just added water, it's not going to be good down to thirty below. So yep. you may want to get that checked. Uh, so they make now. a they make a below freezing variant, I believe, right? That they use in the northern states. That um, that's for washer fluid. We're talking that's about. that's for washer and, fluid. Okay. Yeah, which is another thing to think about. I mean, if you're traveling, you're used to using washer fluid. That stuff will freeze in the tank if you have the regular oh. stuff. It's only good down to freezing. You don't want and me you won't have washer your car, fluid clearly. Either. But uh, obviously, the, the greater concern for your antifreeze is that if you're... you're... Oh. Christmas music just totally drowned out, Frank. Yeah. Your, your, uh, your, your radiator could, could crack. Your engine block could crack if, if the coolant freezes in there. You don't want that to happen. So you'll want to got... make sure that, you've, uh, that your cooling system's in, in good shape there. I got a little good news, though. I don't know if you guys have gandered at the long-term forecast. A little but bit. Looks like it's going to warm mm -hmm. up later next week. If you have, while, anyway. here in Myrtle Beach, forecast of 35 degrees on Christmas Eve. Fast forward to New Year's Eve in seven days, and we're looking at 68. It's like it'll be a whole new year. That's right. 
So don't don't worry. There's right. warm air coming back. <laughs> I have one important thing to do before that. I'm going to the Gator Bowl and watch my Gamecocks beat up on Notre Dame. I hope. Oh. So. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah. I'm hey guys, I don't think we. That. I don't think we got to this question. How cold do we think Mount Mitchell's going to get? Really. Evan cold. Fisher is running a poll on Twitter. You can go answer that. Wow. <laughs> well, that's a good question. What the over under is on uh, the low at, lowest temperature at uh, Mount Mitchell? Or, do they make or, numbers uh, that low? Mount Leconte. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I've. I, I think. Uh, yeah, I have a peek at the model here, actually. Just see. Uh, I'm. I want to say negative ten. I'm going to go with cold below. enough. I've I'm not looked. I've not looked. Twelve below. Okay, I'm going ten below. Luke, I hope we weren't expecting an actual answer. <laughs> yeah. Actually, Evans' poll is just for somewhere in the Southern Appalachians, the coldest temperature reported. So not necessarily Mount Mitchell, but okay. Typically, the only place that gets just as cold as or colder than Mitchell would be Mount Licati, Tennessee. Yeah. I mean, I was just looking at the high res, and in you know, there's there's spots around Banner Elk and Spruce Pine that are going to get you know well into the negatives. Dillingham, North Carolina, oh, near yeah. there, have a, some output that's showing, you know, negative 18. Nope. 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 That's nope. A hard, nope. That's a hard no for me. No. I don't even think Evan would go out in that. Oh, yeah. He well. would. Totally. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> He'd totally go out. It would be blowing 100 the, miles an hour, 20 below zero. He's there. The ice beard. I mean, it could be the last we see of him. Yeah, he could find him. You know, frozen literally out frozen yeah. in place or or, or some local yeah. resident uh, shoots him because yeah. they think he's sasquatch you, oh you, you know, know. <laughs> or does a t1000 thing you know he shatters and then he melts and then reforms i don't know uh, yeah <laughs> like mr freeze yeah kind of i always think yeah. t1000 I, I have a question for y'all what are you gonna do to stay warm this weekend i'm so glad you asked nothing i'm gonna stay home and just Cozy up with the family. Little staycation Christmas. Uh, you know we love trains. There's going to be plenty of that. And my wife loves baking. And she makes a killer... Ready for this, guys? Peppermint mocha cookie. Mm. So cookies and trains. I'll go, get, I'll go get one while, while you guys talk so I can eat it in front of you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> How nice. As for Frank, me, I'm going to Polk County to visit mom and dad, so... Uh, I'll be up there where it's going to be unpleasantly cold. I mean, it's not that it's going to be nice in Columbia with it down to 15 uh, <laughs> on the Saturday morning, but it'll be more like five at my parents' house. Uh, Jared? And the high yeah. might be 22 or something like that. <laughs> he doesn't want to be picked up, but... Oh, Charlie my, Brown's... Yeah, I've got my heating shine. pad. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm going to need to clone him about three times. Mm. Oh, Yeah. We got four of these. Nice. Oh, one it's, for um, each of us. Just I'll be enough, right up. Just enough for me. <laughs> so chocolate cookie. It's like a double chocolate chip cookie, dipped in uh, like a vanilla icing, with yeah. little chunks of uh, peppermint on. Looks pretty Candy tasty. Uh, like Frank, <laughs> Frank, your 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 son, I understand, gets to drive real locomotives. So I think I need yes, to, he does. I need to show does. I actually saw real, him. Real he fan, was... chase him one day. Yeah, he was being a, a real jerk in, in Columbia a couple days ago. He was driving his, his train across Assembly Street in the middle of the afternoon, holding everybody up. I have video wow. of it. That was him, huh? <laughs> people, people in here around Columbia do not like it very much when the train's going across Assembly Street. Yeah, I think I've seen his picture. Kind of traffic. 
Wanted Fortunately, it, it wasn't rush hour, but still. <laughs> well, I hope rush you don't choke on the last day. <laughs> don't choke on those, James. It's not nope. fair to eat in front of us. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, well, let me close this out then. So then I can eat them all. That does it for this live special edition of the Carolina Weather Group. Please do stay safe, stay warm. Um, and don't talk lovely... food in your mouth. Um, too late. <laughs> too late. I have a. I've just what? forgot. This concludes year eight of Carolina Weather Group. Eight, huh? Yeah. Twenty fourteen. Wow. wow. Did I have hair on the start? No. I don't think I, did. I don't remember. It's because I wasn't. It's been a long either. time, boys. It's been a minute. <laughs> wow. Started wow. on Google been, Hangouts. I've only been Google Google Hangouts, Google Plus. Those years, but... Google, I remember Google, yeah. Google yeah. Thank, thank, thank Hangouts wouldn't work half the time. Half the time. <laughs> didn't let us play Christmas past. music like this. No. Well, oh, whether, uh, whether you're a long-term eight-year viewer or you're new to the Carolina Weather Group, we appreciate wherever you watch or listen to us from. And uh, we hope you'll be back for year nine, which I have on good word is going to start off with a great, lovely conversation. Scotty's eyes are bugging out. I said, Scotty, you were there. Well, with a uh, <laughs> conversation with the Weather Channel's Jim Cantori. Starting out uh, with a we'll, bang. Starting Easy. out with a bang. And mm -hmm. uh, I think we'll be back in two or three weeks with that to start off 2023. So be sure to like and subscribe to be notified when that episode becomes available. It will become available to Patreon supporters at patreon.com slash carolina weather group before christmas so if you want to get a jump start on it and watch or listen to it this year that's how you can do that there is a little breaking news in that show too there is there is a little oh, yeah, something that's right. spicy that you got to hear to believe and mm -hmm. that is what we call a tease Nothing and otherwise forever. we hope you have a merry christmas happy hanukkah kwanzaa festivus and all the other holidays that are out there. I always like to throw festivals. Toyotathon. Toyotathon. Problems with you people. Mm. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we'll see you in the new year. We'll see you next or year. Or sooner if the weather warrants. You guys remember last January? Five events in oh, a row, baby. No. Oh, another rest, another <laughs> yeah. It, it, you if you're here it's probably not so good. So... Uh, <laughs> I hope I hope you don't have to hear from us again until January. <laughs> <laughs> no news. No news is good news. That's right. Bye. Bye, y'all. <laughs>